Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. He is risen. Let's read John chapter 1, excuse me, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. And if you're able, would you please stand in reverence as we read God's word together? John chapter 20, starting with verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. I want to pause there just in case you don't know who the other disciple is. The disciple whom Jesus loved is John, the author of this gospel. Verse 4, both disciples were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in, and he saw the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb, and he saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, notice how he's keeping score. I think that's like the third time he mentioned he made it to the tomb first. Verse 8, finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? 
They've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I'll get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that we can know you by your word, how you've revealed who you are and who you've called us to be, the life you have for us to live in you and your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, for your anointing as I preach your word. May only your word be preached and I pray for your anointing on the hearts and ears of everyone who listens to this message. May we hear your word proclaimed and not only hear it, but put it into practice and so be changed. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I heard something I had never heard before and saw something I'd never seen before while Abrion was given the message at the sunrise service this morning. She pointed out that in an early encounter with his future disciples, Nathaniel in John chapter 1 recognized Jesus as the Son of God. But when Thomas saw the resurrected Jesus, he cried out, My Lord and my God. I never heard that before. Never noticed in the Scriptures. Something else in John chapter 1, when Jesus tells Nathaniel. I saw you sitting under the fig tree. That impressed Nathaniel because Jesus was far away. And so he said to Jesus, before he said, Son of God, Rabbi. And then what did Mary say when she heard her name spoken by the resurrected Jesus? Rabbi. Rabbi. Rabbi 
means teacher or master or master teacher. Now, people debate back and forth whether or not rabbinai means anything more or not. Many believe that it means great master teacher. I've been fortunate to have a a lot of good teachers in my life. Maybe you have too. Maybe you think back on your education, you had a favorite teacher. My guess is that teacher was your favorite because you knew that teacher cared about you. Loved you. Demanded more of you than you realized you had in yourself. That teacher saw potential in you. One of my earliest memories of school goes back to first grade. And it was very early in the school year. I was five or six years old. And we had an assignment. We got a drum on a sheet of paper. And Mrs. Fluharty says, what you need to do is call her the drum, call her the numbers. You know, like number one is blue, number two is yellow, number three is red. So I was the first one done. I call her the numbers. And I took it up and I set it on Mrs. Fluharty's desk and I sat down. And then she called me back to her desk. (laughs) And she said, Nathaniel, don't just call her the number. (laughs) Call her the whole section of that number. Call her the drum. You've known me for 20 years. You know how this story ends. I sat down on my desk and cried. (laughs) I don't know if I cried because I did something wrong or I disappointed my teacher or I was embarrassed because I messed up. I don't know. But thank goodness for Mrs. Fluharty. She told me, Nathaniel, you didn't do this right. She didn't coddle me. She didn't pat me on the head and say, you did a good job calling the numbers. You can have the apple off my desk. She expected more of me than that. The best teachers see the potential in us. They'll often guide us, direct us, and correct us. We're a bunch of softies nowadays. We use a different word in church. Sometimes the Holy Spirit or Jesus, he convicts us. And he's not going to put us behind bars. Don't worry about that. Not that kind of conviction. But oftentimes, people like a Jesus who coddles them and just loves them and loves them. You can't do anything wrong. I love you. (laughs) He sees your potential. All God created you for. All that he has 
for you to become and be and do. And what happens when we receive and accept the help of our teachers? We learn and we grow. Jesus wants a relationship with every single one of us. Every single person that ever lived. That's why he died on a cross for your sin. He died, was buried, and rose to life. So he could bring you to the life he has planned for you. Here on earth and life eternal. He's not only our risen Savior, He's our great Master Teacher. And He wants to take everyone who would trust Him under His wing. You. The you right now is the person Jesus desires to be with. You may think, well, I'm not good enough. Welcome to the club. None of us are good enough. In fact, there was a 20th century theologian that said, the closer I get to Jesus, the more sinful I realize I am. Praise God, Jesus receives Sinful people. We don't know a whole lot about Mary Magdalene. Mark chapter 16 verse 9 tells us that she had seven demons. And Jesus had set her free from those demons. That and that she was at the cross when Jesus died in the first the other ladies to arrive at his tomb. That's about all we know about Mary Magdalene. Don't believe all that garbage from Hollywood. Newsflash, and this is not fake news. Newsflash, Hollywood can't be trusted. Because a lot of people out there don't trust Jesus. Oh, I'm getting off on a tangent. I was looking at Amazon Prime and there's a special, Don't Be Duped Church. The name of the special was How Jesus Became God. Bullcrackers. He was God when he got here. So be careful. There's a lot of false teaching out there. Mary Magdalene. Some would say her case was hopeless. Not only... Did she have seven demons? She was a woman. In that culture, women did not get much respect. And what does it tell us about her relationship with Jesus when she fell at his feet? And I'm guessing she held on to him because he said, don't hold on to me yet. And said, Rabbanah. That woman, despised by her culture, had found a place of belonging. He was her great master teacher. And we want to please 
our teacher. Not in a butter up kind of way. Just so they like us more. But we don't want to disappoint our teacher. We want to follow his plan. A good teacher makes plans, you know. I tell you, I have never been a substitute teacher. But if I were and I got to school the day when I was supposed to substitute and that teacher didn't leave plans, I'd question what kind of teacher is this I'm subbing for. A good teacher makes plans. Let me put it another way. Hawaii sounds pretty good right now, doesn't it? I know some of you just got back from Myrtle Beach, and you might be missing that hot sun. Happy Easter, you get some snow flurries. If you plan Hawaii, you're going to have to figure out a way to get there. And it won't be by train. And you won't be walking. You might have to make some effort to schedule a flight. And when you get there, I hope you packed something. There are some beaches that won't mind if you didn't. But most will. So you better pack stuff. And you better make a plan to eat. You get where I'm going here? The plan he has for you and your journey is better than the plan you have for you and your journey. I like how John, the disciple Jesus loved and who was much faster than Peter. How John sums it up in 1 John. 1 John 3, 16. I'm going to read to verse 18. Then I'll go read verses 23 and 24. And we get just a glimpse of the plan and purpose He has for us while we walk this journey in relationship with Him as we follow Him and He guides us, directs us, teaches us. We get a little bit of His teaching and how to live and how to be from John who spent time with Jesus, learned directly from the human. First John 3.16 This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in them? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Verse 23. And this is his command. All right, you hear that? The teacher has a command for us. 
to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Those who obey his commands live in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. To wrap things up, I need to read the last couple verses of John chapter 20. John ends this chapter, and you know, he probably didn't write it by chapters. But this chapter ends with these two verses. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God. I want to read that again because I messed it up. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe he is the risen Savior? Are you experiencing the life in his name? The life he has planned for you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this time we've been together to worship you this special holy day. Thank you for the plans you have for us. Help us to seek you. To seek first your kingdom. And your righteousness. Thank you for each soul here this morning. Each soul online. Help us Lord. To follow you. There's times that. Lord we. Might feel ashamed. Help us to. Remember. How much you love us. Lord. Sometimes we might be tempted to to go this way or that or look this way or that or may we always remember that you are always with us and you'll help us. You faced any temptation we may and you'll help help provide a way out. What a great teacher we have for this life that you have planned for us. 
Bless us, I pray, the rest of this day. Bless the fellowship that families will have. And Lord, may we just keep on living for you, loving you and praising you and all we say and do. And I pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. I have a benediction for you. If you please stand, I'll give you the benediction. Then after we close with the doxology, you're dismissed. A benediction is a blessing or a gift to go on. Oftentimes, preachers say, hold out your hands if you'd like that. You can do that if you'd like. If you're uncomfortable doing that, that's okay too. But here it is. May God fill you with the knowledge of his will and understanding. And may you live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page. Springwater Church the Nazarene on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.